the solution. Tonight, with the help of God, I'm going to preach on when faith doesn't come easy. In Mark chapter 9, verse 14, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And whithersoever he taketh him, he teareth him. He foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away, literally. That word pineth simply means that He's just being destroyed. His body's just being destroyed. And I spake to the disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. Can you just imagine the picture? As he got close to Jesus, the young man just, just fell down and convulsing, and his mouth is foaming and just wallowing around in the dirt. Can you, can you just picture that sign? And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this child this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oftentimes it cast him into the fire and into the water. And here's the, the statement that grabbed my heart to destroy him. Understand. He's not wanting to hurt him. He's wanting to destroy him. My, but if thou canst do anything, talking to the Lord now, if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Do you believe that tonight? Do you really believe that? Do you believe that facing that circumstance, that situation, that no matter what you have tried, it hasn't worked? Do you believe that about your Savior? Our thing this year, it's foundations of faith. And I must be honest with you. I am challenged with the faith of God's people. Seemingly, we trust everything else. Seemingly, we trust our ability. We trust uh, uh, the things and different things. But Jesus said, 
If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And I just love this dad. I just love this man. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. Here was a father, a dad, that said, Lord, I do believe. I truly do believe. And I've got to be honest with you. There's some unbelief there that I need help with. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. Now, here's this young man here. He was as one dead insomuch that many said, He's dead. But Jesus, oh, I love that, took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? Here's the verse I want to get to. He said unto them, this kind came forth by nothing but by prayer, fasting. Missions tonight was $1,840. Thank you for giving to missions. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. David Buchanan, how about you praying? Oh, yes, Lord. Amen. It was a dramatic change of scenery and situation. Just a little while before they got here, they had been up on the Mount of Transfiguration. They'd seen a heavenly vision. They'd been uh, seen uh, heavenly witnesses of the past, and God's glory was put on display. But now they come down from the mountain and are facing a waiting world. A world that honestly witnessing the, the uh, world in Satan's iron grip. Uh, a world that demanded uh, somewhat of a warfare, if you will. And that, the other disciples were locked into this Feudal wrangling with the scribes while a skeptical uh, multitude milled around. Even at first glance, it's evident the disciples without Christ were out of their league and out of their depth. May I remind you, we get in the mess when we decide we can do our thing outside of Christ. Understand this, we need him. We need him today, we'll need him tomorrow, we'll need him next week. 
And they become, when they stepped outside of Christ, they become very powerless. And how often we have been powerless as they were when we decided we can do it ourselves. And straightway, verse 15, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. The Lord is here. Now the Bible says they ran to him and they were greatly amazed. Mark is the only one that uses this phrase. It's used twice more. Gethsemane in chapter 14, verse 33. And at the empty tomb in chapter 16, 5 and 6. There's something about the awesome glory of God uh, from that transfiguration that perhaps still lingered on the person of Jesus. And he asked the question to the scribes, why are you questioning these disciples? What are you wanting to know? Why are you asking all these questions? And understand, there's a multitude of people and a man runs to the front and he says this. I got a son. And Satan's trying to destroy him. He's in a mess. I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't help him. So I'm bringing him to you. If you get this truth tonight, it could change your life. When we are literally boxed in, we don't know what to do. If we'll bring it to Jesus, we'll be a lot further down the road and leave it there. He said, I bring, I'm bringing my son, Lord, to you. Brought to the disciples. You do understand something. You call everybody and their brother. Truth of the matter, a lot of times, this kind people can't help you with. Truth of the matter is, I'm amazed at this. It happens a lot. I'm amazed that people having marriage problems will call somebody that's been married about 10, 15 times. Wanting advice. That's not, that's not wise. But the reality is, this man brought this young man to Jesus. Now, there's no doubt about it, he's demon-possessed. The, the Bible says he's, he's possessed with a foul spirit, verse 22. But this devil was trying to destroy this boy's life. And, and, and understand this. Even though he's demon-possessed, he's trying to destroy him, the devil wants to destroy your life and my life. And more, more so, he's trying to destroy the life of your children. Now, I don't care if they're home or not home. Your children, you understand where your child's 10 or 70, they're still your children. And I noticed something here, though. There's a pattern. And I want you to see the pattern that's in this story. I'd never seen this before, and it's, it's blessed my heart. So there's a pattern here, and I want you to see. And I believe if you'll listen in, if you'll listen in a hurry, I'll preach in a hurry so you can get to your ball game. All right? First of all, notice his inability to communicate. 
Verse 17, And one of the multitudes answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit. That's not talking about intellect. It means he could not communicate. The word dumb means he could not talk. Now, verse 25, And when Jesus saw the people come running, Together he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit. So this was a young man that literally was unable to speak. The devil knows, the devil knows that if he can get you to stay quiet about you, what you, what, what's bothering you, he's got a better chance of throwing that life away. If he can just get you to be quiet. Notice, he could communicate when he came to answers. Nowhere in this story do you see him asking questions. Nowhere do you see him asking questions about what's going on in his life. He just lived every day struggling, but never has an answer. Notice, he could communicate when he came to advice. Not once in this story did he ever seek advice or counsel on how to fix his problem. Not once did he ever communicate how he felt about life's struggles. He just kept it all balled up on the inside. You know what the devil wants you to do? He wants you to just keep it all to yourself. Don't seek advice. Just keep it all bottled in. Put on the show. Put on the facade. How are you doing? Wonderful. Everything's fine. Put on the facade. He'll just, so he can just destroy you. He could communicate when he came to advice. People that do not seek counsel and advice self-destruct from the inside out. Your worst counselor is you. Yourself. How many understand my thinking ain't right sometimes? Do you understand that? My thinking's not right sometimes. And by the way, some of you secretive people who don't want anything, might know anything about you, your thinking ain't right all the time either. Even though you think it is. Truth is, the Bible says in Proverbs eleven fourteen, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. But sometimes I just want to bounce things off of somebody to see what they think about it. And I'm telling you, sometimes you can get some good help. He couldn't communicate when it came to answers and advice. He couldn't communicate when it came to abuse. He was being attacked and destroyed, and he's oblivious to what's happening. It's amazing. It's amazing. He has no idea. This, this demon is abusing him, and, and he's oblivious to it. Are you listening? Millions of people are on drugs, and they're addicted to alcohol and drugs, and they never communicate to anyone that could help them. I, I've got a picture in my mind. I've got a face in my mind. Someone I dearly love, dearly love. And in and, and days gone by, I said, have you ever considered rehab? I don't need rehab. But the truth is, their life's in a mess. 
They're being abused and don't even, they don't even understand it. Marriage is in the divorce because we're too stinking proud to communicate. Husbands and wives don't communicate. People get mad and leave church and never sit down with a pastor and just talk. Kids run away from home and destroy uh, their lives because they never sit down and talk to parents. Satan wants to destroy you by keeping you from being able to communicate. Goodness. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go to someone you love and respect and tell them what's going on. And by the way, if someone tells you that, you keep that to yourself. Inability to communicate. No something else. Incapable of choices. Notice with me. One of the first things we see about this boy was that he could not do anything on his own. Everything that happened to him was dictated by the choice of this foul spirit. In Mark 9 18, where, wheresoever he taketh him, notice, he's tearing him, he foameth and gnasheth. As a matter of fact, this boy had no choice but to go along with the devil's wishes. He had no ability to choose. You understand God created us with the ability to choose? And what a great power that, that is being given to us. But his ability to choose was taken place by this foul spirit. It took him where he wanted him to go. It took him and tore him. This, this foul spirit threw him in the fire. And oftentimes it cast him into the fire. He, he lost the ability to make a choice. And there's a multitude of people that do not have the ability to make a choice. We look and we wonder, why are they doing that? Don't they know that's not good? And the truth is, because of their, their, what they're into or what, what's got them captive, they, they don't have the choice. It's, it's called the volition of man, the ability to make a choice. Satan desires to bind people in bondage and chains and make them slaves. And God wants you to be free. Bible says, John, I, I love this. People that, that, that are on drugs and alcohol and other, other uh, uh, addictions, you know what they'll say? That I, yeah, I, I'm not going to church. They'll make you do this, do that. May I remind you, God doesn't make us do anything. But it's amazing. I, I've told you this story several times, but it is, I, I'll probably never get over this. There's this serial killer killing these prostitute girls, murdering them. And they interviewed up one of these, these girls that was a prostitute. And they said, why? There's a, there's a killer 
uh, this is real life story. There was a, a real life serial killer, and he's killing you. Why are you still on the street? And, and, and uh, she said, it's, you don't understand. we got to feed the, the gorilla on the back. You got to feed the gorilla on the back. What she was saying, I don't have a choice in the matter. I don't have a choice. John 8, 36, if the Son therefore make you free, you should be free indeed. Amen. Oh, so many today are incapable of making choices. They're programmed like zombies. It's amazing. For God had not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Notice number three. Their inability to communicate, incapable of choices. But notice number three, they're immune to correction. Another characteristic of a person that Satan is trying to destroy is they're immune to any correction from anybody. Nobody can help you because you refuse to acknowledge wrong and correction. That's a bad place to be. Mark 9, 25. And when Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Not only was this boy unable to speak, but he was unable to hear. He couldn't hear his parents. How many of you have got kids that they don't hear? <laughs> it's an unanimous crowd there. You tell them something, and they just keep going right on. It's amazing. You, you say, don't do that, and they'll do that. And just keep right on. They don't hear. What's sad it's when we have someone that's an adult that doesn't hear. See, I, I'm just wondering. I, I was praying about this earlier. Some didn't hear what I said this morning. You, some of you will be here tonight and never hear a word of correction. God wants to help you. And you'll never hear. You'll never hear. Us. Men are masters at it. If I want to listen to my wife, I can listen. But if I don't want to, <coughs> I got a little switch in my head, I can cut her off. Going about doing what I want to do if I don't want to listen. And the truth of the matter is, there's a whole lot of it somewhere down the road. Some, somewhere down the road, maybe you've got a child and you're telling them and you're telling them and you're telling them and you're telling them, you tell them the same thing and it's like they just don't hear. Truth is, they don't. They don't. His dad had been dealing with him since he was a child. No doubt he'd done any, everything he could to help him. But the boy was immune to correction. Would you listen to me? Listen to me carefully. When a person, I don't care who they are, whether a pastor, associate pastor, deacons, deacons' wives, pastor's wife, I don't care who you are or your position, understand something. You don't get it right all the time. There's sometimes you just need somebody to say, you know, that's not a good choice. You need somebody to help you. Amen? 
He couldn't hear the disciples. The Bible says in verse 18, they could not. Verse 28, why could they not cast him out? The truth is they couldn't, this, they couldn't hear the disciples. One of Satan's number one strategies is to keep you from being able to respond to correction. I wonder, did your Sunday school teacher teach you a lesson this morning and pour their heart out to you? It was a tough lesson. The adult lessons were tough. But I want you to know, in the younger classes, they gave you a lesson, but you sat there and agreed. And the, reality, the truth was, when you got done, it didn't change nothing in your life. See, the reality was he was immune to correction. So, here he is. Here he is. He's got a son. Devil's absolutely destroying this boy's life. He's thought it all of his life. The Lord said, Sir, how long has this boy been like this? And the daddy said, Ever since he was a child. And his father had thought this. No doubt he had talked to everybody he could. And no doubt it, it was consuming to him. And he brings him to Jesus. He's worn out. Have you ever had a situation that you just get done with? I mean, you're just done. I mean, it's just done. There's nothing else I can do. I'm just done. I hear in the voice of this dad, he's just done. And he looks to Jesus and notices his investment of concern. We've seen his inability to communicate, incapable of choices, immune to correction. But notice the daddy brings him. And he asks the father, how long is it ago since he, this came into him? And he said, of a child. And he says, every time I turn around, this, he's been, he throws himself in the fire and into the water. Here's a father that dove into the lakes to pull his son out. This is a father that's reached into a fire to pull this boy out. He's done everything to destroy him. And notice the plea. If thou canst do anything. Do you hear the heart cry of this father? Can, can, you, can you just hear... Are you listening? Can you just hear the heart cry of this father? If you can just do anything. He's not dictating. He's not trying to fix it himself. He's not, he's not instructing Jesus. He said, if you can do anything, I'll take anything. I'll take anything that you can do, if you can do just anything, have compassion and help us. Here was a father 
that had come to the, to the end of himself. Sometimes God brings things in our life to bring us to the end of ourselves. He's been disappointed by the disciples. He's been discouraged by the failures. His faith is shaken to the very core. His faith is shaken. And he brings him to Jesus. If thou canst do anything, I'll take anything. But notice the invitation of Christ. Jesus said to him, God takes his if and throws his if back to him and says, Solid Rock Church member, he says, If thou canst believe, all things are possible. He took and literally, literally, he took this man's anything and swapped it for all things. The man said, if thou can do anything, God said, let me take that anything out and tell you, if you can believe all things, tonight, what God wants you to do is turn loose of your anything and get a hold of his all things and you do that by faith. If thou canst believe Church, I fear, I fear that we have folks that have been saved for years and years and years. And that's the truth of the matter. They've been in church for years and years, but they've never got a hold of this truth that if we can believe in Jesus Christ, all things are possible. Oh, we say that until we run into this circumstance just like this one. Until we get boxed in. Can I say this and not be, be ugly? I'm not trying to be ugly. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. If we put as much faith in God as we do the doctors we go see, we could turn the world upside down. It's amazing. Now, I'm not saying put confidence in your doctor. I'm saying put more confidence in him, the Lord. And this father said, if thou canst do anything. And Jesus said, if thou can believe. He said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now, why is that such a hard thing for us to do? We have been geared to the philosophy. In our area in here, our area in here is probably the worst. We have this philosophy. God helps those that help themselves. And there's a certain amount of truth to that. I don't believe God likes lazy people. I believe you got to get them to go to work. I believe all that stuff. And, and, and so there's a certain amount of truth to that. But here's the problem with that truth. When it starts with you... You add God in. It's up to me to fix this. I got to figure out how to do this. It's up to me to solve this problem. 
I'm going to fix this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. Here's the problem. You got it backwards. You need to take that and switch it. And say, God, let me bring this thing to you. What would you have us to do? What would you have me to do? And you said, well, I did that. God didn't say nothing. Then he don't want you to do nothing. He's speaking to a world in existence in six days. Do you reckon he has a problem talking to you? Amen. Do you really believe? If he said, son, there, and bam, the sun was there. And stars and galaxies. And you really believe he has a problem coming by and saying anything he wants to say to me or to you anytime he wants to? See, here's what we've done. We've taken upon ourselves to fix these things that's in our life. We gotta fix it. We just gotta do it. And then you know what? When it gets so bad and we get boxed in, then we run to God. And you know what? He's merciful enough to help you. He will. He'll have compassion. And he'll help you. But what would it be? What would it be for a, a crowd at Solid Rock Baptist Church that would just say with every situation, Lord, I believe that all things are possible with you. So Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to do. It might be that you have something like this. The disciples, the Lord cast him out. In a little while, in a privacy, the disciples said, Lord, why couldn't we do that? You empowered us back yonder. Why couldn't we do that? And the Lord made a statement. And I want you to get this statement. This kind. It's not ordinary kind. This kind. There are some things that are just not the ordinary things. There are some things that you just have faith in, believe God for, and they just work out. But there are some this kind. This kind was different. These were not ordinary demons. They had this young man for since he was a child. I don't know how old this young man was. He could have been 20 years of age. And for 17, 18 years. And don't kid yourself. The dope man doesn't want to turn your children loose too easily. The devil don't want to turn them loose too. Alcohol won't turn you loose too quickly. See, the reality is this kind, this kind, this was a different kind than anything they had faced. The disciples, the disciples were not ready for this kind. The disciples were not prepared for this kind. And the Bible says this kind cometh not but by prayer and fasting. 
I love the fact about this man. This man knew two things. And if everyone here tonight could learn this, it would revolutionize your life. Number one, he had a certain amount of faith. I believe everybody here has got a certain amount of faith. I believe you do. You're here on a Sunday night, Super Bowl Sunday, and there's a whole lot of crowds. A lot of churches shut the doors, and a lot of church people at home. That's between them and the Lord, but I'm just simply saying, you have a certain amount of faith. But also, he was honest enough with his own heart to proclaim, help thou mine unbelief. He said, God, I do believe. I do believe. Lord, help thou my unbelief. What happened, this boy's life was such a mess. He just couldn't, he lost all hope that anything could ever be different. See, he just, he just run out of everything. And you know what he done? He said, Lord, help my unbelief. And you know what? The Lord did just that. Andrew Murray said, Beware in your prayers above everything else of limiting God, not only by unbelief, by fancying that you know what He can do. Oh, I love that. Beware in your prayers above everything else of limiting God, not only by unbelief, but by fancying that you know what He can do. I'm here to, to tell you, we have no idea what he's capable of doing. Alexander McLaren wrote, Unbelief is a criminal because it is a moral act, an act of the whole nature. Belief or unbelief is a test of a man's whole spiritual condition because it is the whole being, affections, will, conscience, as well as the understanding which are concerned in it. Catherine Booth wrote this, The curse of this age especially is unbelief, fritting the real meaning of God's word away and make it all figure and fiction. Here tonight, I don't know what your circumstance might be, but I can tell you on the other side, do you believe the Bible? Amen. If thou, you, canst believe, all things are possible. Time out. I need to warn you. I need to warn you. Don't pray and sit down and try to figure out how God's going to do it. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be challenged. You, you, you may not be ready for that. So you don't know how God's going to do it. Let's quit dictating to God by how he needs to do anything. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. Maybe tonight, a church full, church full, God, I believe, but oh Lord, please, please help mine unbelief. Oh, I find myself praying that a lot. I do believe, but God help my unbelief. It's all stand your feet. Your head bowed, never eye closed.